Welcome to Side Effects, Effect versus Affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, and my co-host, Dave Homan, to discuss one of today's most controversial conversations in human resources, hiring practices in the new world order. Traditionalists, it's time to open your mind. Let's get started. Hello, Dave. How are you today? I am fantastic. How are you, Kenzie? Very good. And everyone listening, he is our Director of Strategy and Innovation here at McGowan Braybender. Um, We're very excited to be in his office yet again for an audio-only podcast, which is our new thing. We don't always need the, all the bells and whistles, right? Well, it's because I've got a face for radio. That's oh, what I've been told. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you and I get together to brainstorm the podcast topics, we we try to choose from these real-world conversations and problems that our customers are talking about and that they're facing right now. Um, so you and I were chatting the other day, and one of the things that you were doing was a core belief session. And can you just give our listeners a real quick background of what core beliefs even is? Yeah, so a core belief session is something that is proprietary to McGowan Braybender that we put together a number of years ago. And it is a deep philosophical conversation discussion that we have with um, key decision makers, C-suite employees at a company that are involved in the employee benefits. Right. And we don't talk about carriers. We don't talk about products. What we do is we talk about really the philosophy of benefits, Mm -hmm. the business issues that they're facing, how that impacts um, the employee benefit side, recruiting, retention, and ultimately affects their bottom line. And so... Um, a recurring theme post in the post COVID world that we have is obviously recruiting and retention is a huge business issue and and topics seem to be very cyclical Mm -hmm. depending on, um, when they take place. And, and right now, uh, the focus is, you know, not, not necessarily cost is always an issue, but it's, it's not the huge underlying issue. It's how do we get the best employees and how do we keep the, the rock stars within our organization? Right. So this topic was pretty obvious when we were discussing it that it needs to be addressed. And so we thought a podcast was the perfect place to do that. Absolutely. Um, so not only is that core belief session able to get you to the root of the problem, but hopefully open a new way of thinking, make these people think outside the box. And we always like to say you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, which is kind of MB's little phrase, right? Yeah. So can we dive into um, these new hiring practices that we're seeing in the world today? Can you give some examples, though, of what traditional hiring practices are po- or pre-COVID, I guess? Well, I, I would say for the most part, pre-COVID, um, hiring practices, job offers, onboarding, uh, recruiting practices were uh, almost a one-size-fits-all approach. Yep. One offer letter, one way of conducting interviews, one way of selling the benefits. Um, it was truly a um, it, it was a simple packaged enterprise approach. Yep. And that was great for the last couple decades because the workforce was a little more tightly compressed as far as generational um, people in the workforce. Yep. Now we've blown up and we've got, we're spanning four generations. Um, I don't want to say we're hemorrhaging, but there is a steep <laughs> slide with boomers 
leaving the workforce, yes. being replaced by Zoomers in the workforce. Couldn't be more different. They could not be more different. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing is we're trying to recruit a younger generation built on old practices. Right. And it's just not as effective as it could be. No. And employers are struggling with it and they can't seem to figure out why why isn't our message resonating with them anymore? Well, they have a whole different mindset of what they want in an organization, what will attract them, what will keep them. And this is we did a lot of this research in our member journey. Um, project where we were finding, you know, the benefits are just not as appealing to the millennials and Gen Zers as they were to the boomers. The traditional, you know, big, hefty, rich medical packages, when you're not a high utilizer of it, it doesn't really matter. You're like, what else can you give me? Yeah. And and it's different. Like I, I'm an, a Gen Xer and <laughs> I grew up in a world where when you got your first job, you got the reason you needed that first full-time job was to have your own benefit package because right. there was not the option once you graduated from college to stay on your parents. Uh, what a plan. sad world yeah, you were in. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It was it was a much different time back in the cave dwellers. <laughs> but uh, we, um, we took the richest benefit package because that was what was hammered into us when it was that one size fits all. Now you have a generation where it's a different set of circumstances. You can stay on your parents' plan for a much longer time, even if you are working full-time in another organization. Oh, yeah. So the core benefits package doesn't carry the same weight to them anymore, and richer and bigger isn't always best. Right. It, it The richer benefit plan certainly benefits those that are using the heck out of the plan, mm-hmm. those that have chronic conditions. But uh, if you look at the prototypical Zoomer, that's not them. Nope. And they, they also, they don't need the dependent care because they normally don't have kids yet. And they don't need, like we said, the, the high utilizers that maybe don't have a chronic condition. They maybe only go to the doctor once a year, maybe. So So what exactly can HR offer then? Do they want more money? How do we offset this? Well, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> Everyone a, wants more money. Big, big answers, <laughs> yeah. Sir. Certainly money talks, but mm-hmm. um, I think so many times we want to focus in on the tangible benefits, the ones that you can, can see and feel and touch. And this generation is a little bit different. Um, they're looking at even non-benefits, what is important to them is that they feel like in an organization, they understand what the vision is, that they're an important part of contributing towards that vision. Um, They like to know where they are developing career-wise. Career pathing is important to them. It's important when you're talking to them about coming in, what is the opportunities for growth, for advancement? Yep. What is the feedback loop? This is a generation that needs and craves continual feedback because it helps them grow and adjust that's out there. And Immediate so, feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, they live a different life than other generations that are in the workplace, the older generations. Um, they don't look at their job and their career as an eight to five um you know, occupation. Yeah. They live their lives 
24 hours at a time. <laughs> and they they shuffle and reshuffle the deck on a daily basis. And so flexibility is super important because um, they may want to work for a few hours, then take care of, of personal things, and then come back and plug in in the evening when they feel refreshed or they have a break. Yep. So they don't they don't compartmentalize and put things in a linear order like other generations. So um, flexibility is very important to them. Self-expression is very important. So think mm -hmm. about the workforce, the way it's been built uh, to this point. Very homogeneous. Um, you know, there's the everybody dresses a particular way. Yeah. Um, and you think about the employee handbooks, how much how many paragraphs were spent on how your hair was to be groomed oh my and mustaches gosh, yes. and body, you know, body piercings, piercings and, and tattoos, tattoos and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we're in a different world. This generation zoomers is very much into self-expression Yeah, and that is important to them. And so what you want and what is important to them is that they can show up every day to their job as their authentic selves yep. and not have to worry about covering tattoos, pulling out, um, you know, Piercing perhaps a small nose ring, yeah. um, things like that. So that is what is very important to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just mentioned showing up as your authentic self, D-E-N-I. Absolutely. A lot of people have policies in place so they can complete RFPs. Yeah. And they can um, say, well, yeah, we're doing it. They need it for some. Um, check a box. Check a box. Yep. Yeah. And then they move on. Companies that really get it tout and lead that as a calling card um, because authenticity is very important to Zoomers. Absolutely. So think about what we just talked about over the last few minutes. Traditionally, when we recruit and we sit down and we sell the employee on the dream, a lot of employers are selling medical, dental, vision, 401k, disability, um, number of vacation days. <laughs> and that is important. That there's a, there's a point in time and it's a way that you sell it. Yep. But what are you doing during your recruiting process to sell um, the things that are important, the the inclusivity, oh, yeah. the freedom to be who you are when you show up yep. and do your job, the flexibility um, of your job? How can you, you know, how can you better perform those tasks that are out there? Um, you know, People often overlook them, but that's what will attract and that's what, that's will what keep, keeps them. That's, Absolutely. That's a, yeah, because that's that is a huge reason that the average flip time for a full time employee, a Zoomer, is about every 18, 18 months. Oh, yeah. It's because they're not feeling engaged, welcome, included, a sense of belonging once they're within that organization. Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks that everything is built off of pay. That's not true. That's why so many Zoomers are doing multiple jobs yep. that are out there because lower lower paying jobs because it offers them flexibility, freedom, the ability to be Happiness. themselves. Yeah, <laughs> and don't underestimate the importance of that. So think right. about when you're doing that pitch, selling them the dream, mm -hmm. talking about the job. Don't underplay your excellent training program, mm -hmm. your onboarding program, your DEI efforts, the flexible work time. 
you know, we talked about perhaps relaxing your dress code. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is there a reason that tattoos, I mean, there's, it, I want to say it's a very generational belief system Definitely. that is out there. And so what you need to do is think of your audience and, and who are you meeting with? Right. If you're meeting with a fellow millennial or Zoomer, they'd probably appreciate and want to learn about your tattoos. Maybe if you're meeting with an older someone in an older generation, you want to be mindful. And maybe if they have a tattoo, you could talk about it, share your own. But yeah, you want to dress for the occasion and for the person. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. This generation is super experiential. They yes. do a lot of different things. Whereas uh, again, the older generations, you focused in on one major. Your yep. discipline was in that area. You stayed in that area. Right now, they're jumping around depending upon what helps them be fulfilled. Totally. And and I would say that the jobs that exist today, the, the way that we built our infrastructure was very highly specialized mm-hmm. and, and rigid to a certain point. And evaluate your hiring practices and think about the position that exists today in today's world. Do you need a college degree? I was just going to ask that. I was that. just <laughs> going to say that because so many employers have had that in place because the labor market mm-hmm. allowed you to be highly selected. Oh, totally. But look at the positions. A lot of people made blanket statements for their company. Yep. In order to apply, college degree, bachelor, um, a minimum to, to play the game. And today, look at the positions within your company and say, do we really need a college degree right. uh, in order to uh, fulfill the role of this job? And I would argue and say that in many cases, no. Mm-hmm. You can train anybody. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to touch on this and I'm going to take a step back because I'm not taking a stand on this. McGowan Braybender is not taking a stand okay. on this. <laughs> Noted. But think of some of the things, the stringent requirements and things that you did as an onboarding process. And think about in today's world, where we are today, are those practices still needed um, that are in place? And so you may want to relax some of the um, are you speaking about maybe a drug test, a mandatory yeah, drug I'm, test? I'm, I'm going to say that or or think about perhaps what you're testing for. There are yep. many states. I know that Ohio is not a recreational drug Correct. Um, state, but there are other states where it is allowed and, Legal. Mm-hmm. And, and permitted. And so I think you just need to think about its um, adapt to your surroundings and again, we're not telling people to do it one way or the other, and I'm not <laughs> speaking of any personal opinion, but this is just a way, look at all of your rules and hiring practices and see, is this where we need to be today and in the future in order to get the top employees and keep? If you want the good talent, maybe you do need to relax some of your recruiting efforts. Yes. And, and you know, here's the other thing is just have a recognition of who your audience is. And and I talked about the one size fits all. Yep. Go back and even think about your offer letters and what you're right. doing. Should every offer letter be the same? I know it's very easy to pull it to, up a template and say. Copy and paste. Yeah. Yep. We're offering, we're pleased to offer you insert position, insert salary, mm-hmm. insert some of the particulars in it. But an offer letter should be a reinforcement or reiteration of selling the dream. Yep. 
So think of your generation, make a list um, by generation of what is most important to that generation. Um, and then tweak your offer letters to match that generational um, Absolutely. generational checkboxes that are out there. That's, and it's, that's, the, that's such an easy thing to fix that you wouldn't even think about, that you're just like, oh, it's just out on the website. You apply this way, but that could be a game changer for an applicant. It is, but, you know, it, it requires a different thought process, yep. maybe a little bit more work during the process, but I'm telling you, um, you're suddenly speaking their language, mm -hmm. and then um, your pool just got wider. Yep. What we what we've just done, the things that we've talked about over the last few minutes, is we figured out how to widen the pool, yep. not narrow the pool. That's all we want to do is widen the pool. So, yeah. so any listeners out here who are maybe panicking, like we can't do that. It's been this way forever. What, what's your advice to them? You know, how are you going to, how are you going to make them take the jump? Well, I think you just need to look at every situation and stop looking at things in terms of absolutes, mm -hmm. black and white. Um, this way or no way. That are out yeah. there. And, and unfortunately, I feel like that's kind of the, the world we live in today. There's no middle ground. There's no room for discussion. Everything seems to be absolutes. Yeah. And, um, you can look at any situation and don't look at it as we can't do this. Think about what, start with the end result yep. in this yep. and then start doing reverse engineering. And, and a perfect example, and, and I like using this uh, from time to time during a core beliefs, one of the exercises we went through where we talked about who they were competing against for employees. Okay. And, for the longest time, they were competing against similar manufacturers because that's what they were in. Yep. And it was, a, well, they'll go down the road for 50 cents more, 75 cents more wow. uh, an hour. But now the conversation they're having is we're just not competing against other manufacturers. We're competing against Everyone. this industry. Yeah. And the, yeah, because people, the, the Zoomers are not afraid to jump careers mm -hmm. for meaningful work yep. at, that it, that excites them, that engages them. Um, and so what you need to do is think about that. The conversation I had with the manufacturer was, well, we can't compete against that group because we can't offer flexible scheduling. We can't right. offer unlimited PTO. We can't do it. They were telling me they were immediately we building can't. the walls about why we can't. Yep. And so I started challenging them on things like, well, what do your shifts look like now? How many days a week do you operate? Yep. Are you three shifts around the clock? And as it turns out, no, they were a five-day-a-week um, job that was out there, and it was a first shift and a second shift. And so we started talking about, well, what about if you – what would be an advantage over the competition? What if you had a four-day work week? Right. What if you were able to do, do you think employees would want to work an hour or two, hour and a half each day more to get that, to get that extra, last day to off? To get that three-day weekend yeah. every weekend. And and so they came back and reported um, a number of months later when I ran into them in an event. They're like, you know what? We're very close to pulling the trigger wow. on that four-day work week. And we figured out how to do it. Yep. We figured out how to do flexible scheduling. Um, with employees. So That's awesome. if you really challenge yourself, don't 
don't go in with the mindset of why can't we do it. Yeah. Talk about like, what if we could do it? What, what would, would that mean like? to us? Yeah. And then how could we do that? Yep. And you That's just have to have the right. right people in place that are willing to think outside the box. You have to, be, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Yep. You will not, if, if everything feels comfortable to you, you're not doing your job. <laughs> if you are a leader in an organization and every day is comfortable, that's a miserable existence yeah. from, my, from my vantage point because you're not growing. And HR teams who are normally known as having to be the most you know, rigid and like strict with their policies, now they have to be the flexible ones. So Yeah, and it doesn't have to happen overnight, and it doesn't have to be these huge monumental changes. Yep. It could be a, a series of small things that will make a difference. Exactly. So as we wrap up here, do you have anything else you want our listeners to know about just generational recruiting in general? Um, you know, keep it as personalized as possible. Yep. I think the other thing is that once you hire them and once they're in the door, you need to be overly uh, communicative with them. Yes. You need to do... Not just check-ins 30, you know, 60, the 30 days, 60, 90. Yep. Like yep. you need to almost be checking in with them weekly. You need to make sure that their manager understands that the, the check-ins are important um, and that you're giving them feedback. And uh, this generation does not mind, I don't want to say negative feedback, but corrective feedback, yeah. coach it coachable feedback because mm -hmm. they want to improve. They yep. want to get better. That's the reason they want the feedback. Yep, exactly. So incorporate that. Make sure that's part of your recruiting strategies. Let them know what system you have in place to help them thrive. Yep, without micromanaging. Yes. But make it, make it constructive. Yes. Well, thank you, Dave. You're one of the truth tellers to help organizations recruit, retain, and just be successful. So if they're following your advice, 2023 will be excellent. Um, and so to our listeners, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at Kenzie at HealthierBirthdays.com. Or Dave at HealthierBirthdays.com. Yep. So thank you for joining us and we will see you next time on Side Effects.